Hello, stargazers. Welcome to Seventh House Astrology, where I take any topic that's astrological or any topic related to relationships and romance. I investigate under the lens of sinistry astrology, otherwise known as love or relationship astrology. I am your host, Sandra Misek. I am genuinely glad to be with you guys this week. Uh, before I begin with this episode, um, I have no idea whether it's like Mercury retrograde or what exactly had happened, but um, I lost my dad this past Friday. Um, so I really am just appreciating all your guys' love. I'm appreciating everyone else's company. I, I really, you know, Stargazers, I'm really, I really appreciate you. And I'm really appreciating everything that, you know, the insight that you provide. And also just the fact that you're sitting down to listen and that we are able to bond over astrology, even if for a couple of days or even if for a couple of minutes, uh, really profoundly means a lot to me right now. And I just thought I'd start off on that note. Um, Sagittarians, this is your time. Uh, I know it has been a little bit long overdue when it comes to the chart of the moment. And I really wanted to show up at this point, mainly because I know you guys are full of love. And I try to make sure that my podcast is full of love. And it's helping me to pull through some really, some dark times. It's very sad, dark times this time. But um, Sagittarians, like I said, I have not forgotten about you. And let's go ahead and get right to it with the chart of the moment. So what Sagittarius season and all the planets of the chart of the moment would say when it comes to relationships. So actually when doing the research this last week, it's been kind of interesting for sure, for sure. Uh, right now we are in Mercury retroshade in Capricorn. So if you guys have been noticing um, technology acting up or, you know, some weird situations, weird behavior with individuals, I think this is one thing to kind of blame on that one. But I think really to start off with, um, so the sun is in Sagittarius, I think within relationships, kind of like with what I had mentioned last year in the Sagittarius season episode, is that this is a great time to explore new things. Actually, when it comes down to dating especially, I would not be surprised if everybody is actually just kind of meeting one another, not really uh, conforming to a particular relationship at that particular time, just kind of meeting other people and just kind of getting to know um, different perspectives and just kind of getting to, you know, be around people um, a lot more within this, within this particular time. If you are married, um, I think this is definitely a great time where, again, embracing the new. Now, I know last year I mentioned like I had the itch to try rock climbing <laughs> in December of that year. And I know I, I think I also emphasized, you know, doing things new like going to the opera or going to a new restaurant. 
I think it's a little bit more than that. I think really, you know, when it comes down to being married, it could be exploring those sexual positions that you really have been putting off and would really have been hankering and wanting to, to do that for some time. It could also just be finding new ways of intimacy in the relationship and rekindling the relationship in that regard as well and in that vein. Uh, it's not uncommon for a lot of people to also get um, into languages, philosophy, religion, and law um, within Sagittarius. The ninth house as well as Sagittarius rules these sort of uh, studies, so to speak. So I would not be surprised if maybe even getting closer could be, you know, reading a particular different theory, reading a different author, uh, reading different perspectives and kind of sharing that with one another over dinner or just sharing that with one another in a, a time where you can be alone and just kind of work on your relationship as well too. Uh, so Mars is not only conjunct the sun at this time, it has moved from Scorpio into Sagittarius. The last, so I remembered when um, Mars was in Libra that I mentioned 2001 because I felt like the vibe was very similar to 2001. However, Mars actually was in Sagittarius in 2001, particularly during 9-11 and after. And uh, the one thing that I would just have to say when it comes down to Mars and Sagittarius, while it kind of ignites that ability to explore and the, you know, definitely um, rekindling new interests and wanting to explore new, you know, kind of being with new people, explore new subjects, explore new things. The drawback of it is that uh, Mars being the malefic planet that it is likes to bring out the shadow sides of the signs. I think with Sagittarius, the shadow side, now Sagittarius not saying that you guys are all like this. Uh, this is just a shadow side. This is just like when you're not in health. Um, this is what can happen. But ironically, the shadow side of Sagittarius is that um, they tend to fall for like a groupthink or a very cliquish situation. And I, I find that ironic because Sagittarians are very free thinking, very independent and um, free thinking, free souls all the way around um, to actually think that they kind of go into, you well, know, it was actually with Liz Green that they go into group think or that they become groupies or they become kind of cliquish is very much a irony for that particular sign. I have seen it happen uh, with a couple Sagittarians, but. Um, either way, the one thing that I see, one thing that I did see with 9-11 was that a lot of individuals like my peers got very nationalistic all of a sudden. And I remembered, you know, I had a question about 9-11, you know, and this was like a, a month after the event had happened. And my biggest question was, could this be a time to be used for healing as well as remembering what had happened? And it was a profound question that I really wanted uh, kind of like a discussion on with my peers and with um, my family members. I remembered my peers were very quick to not only say that that was an inappropriate question 
And mind you, these were peers that did not have relatives who survived 9-11 or relatives who might have even passed in 9-11. Um, those who had relatives who passed during 9-11 stayed quiet. These were individuals who just thought it was their God-given mission to be above everybody and to maintain and you know maintain and hold a nationalistic position. But they were very quick to call me un-American in that time. And I mean, if you've never faced a trial like that before, it's horrible. And I just hope that that never ever happens ever again. But uh, the the biggest reason why I mentioned this is that that's one of the biggest dangers of all. Like nationalism was very pervasive in 2001. I think everybody was just so, so shocked with 9-11. They weren't really so prepared for that to happen. Uh, whereas with other countries, that was like an everyday occurrence here. It just never really happened. And so I feel a lot of people were very desperate to find an answer of, you know, security or try to reach for security. Unfortunately, I think it was in the wrong vein at that time. And many of my peers were the same, just to kind of reach for the nationalistic bent and falsely accuse people of being un-American. And let's just say it came to a halt, but um, usually this influence within Sagittarius can kind of cause something like that where people are, it feels like people are kind of ganging up on you. They have their particular theories. They have their particular viewpoints. And those who just don't share those viewpoints are quick to be called out on something that is so insanely not true. And this could happen either in the workplace setting. This can happen in a friendship group. Um, this can even happen like with dating uh, in general as well too. My biggest recommendation for those of you who are undergoing it, first off, you're not alone. Um, I've kind of felt like I've had in the last week, especially in the work setting, a little bit of this, you know, clickish mentale. It's like, you know, two, two of my bosses are like, you know, you're late or you're not, you're not doing A, B, C, and D, therefore you're not X, Y, and Z. And, um, you know, if you are a victim to it, whether at work or, you know, you're kind of receiving that kind of, uh, this is a great time to gather facts as to not only who you are, but also what you are doing. So that if you are accused of X, Y, and Z when A, B, and C are prevalent. So like, for example, a boss accuses you of not working. Um, basically that's a good point where you can kind of bring out some facts of here's what I've done, you know, kind of bring out that laundry list of here's what I've done. And, you know, I've done this in this specific order. I've done that in this specific order. And then also furthermore asking and clarifying, what am I missing? You know, from that, that particular employer, I feel as well too, this is a time I know this is a cheesy phrase, but believing in yourself is really high and really very keen right now. Uh, this is a time to really trust in your instincts, trust in, trust your guns. Um, I especially had this in 2001 where it's like, no, I am most certainly not un-American. And, you know, I, I'm raising a very valid question and a, a really, you know, like a, a, a question that can veer towards positivity. Also a question that actually became a statement with one of my teachers later on that year. And I just felt very vindicated. Um, so s sticking to your guns, 
you know, it's like, say you're being accused at work for not working. It's like, no, I'm working and I know I'm working and I know I'm making my, you know, and maybe like listing, like how you're making yourself proud, like a success list would, I think also be very helpful in this particular month and in this particular time uh, with these transits as well. You know, just to kind of see that, you know, you're not falling for the gaslighting, but you're not falling for the clickishness and the nastiness that's coming from the clickishness and the clickish minds of others. You know, that, you know, you have a list of here's how I'm the best or here's how I'm really great or here's what I'm doing. And, you know, have that, like I said, have that list handy to where you can see it every day so that you can really, it's like I said, again, that success list really makes it very easier um, to believe in yourself and trust in yourself that much more. Now, for those who are actually prone to being part of the group think, you know, kind of like there were those who are prone at 9-11 to being a little more nationalistic than usual, what I prompt of you to do at this time is really explore why the particular theories of a particular group of people are really vibing with you. And, you know, if there's like with uh, 9-11, there was a lot of like a lot of my peers, they were a little uncomfortable. They were a little insecure as to what was going on. And it seemed like they really needed instant security as much as possible. They didn't really know the dangers of instant security uh, when it comes to politics, but they um, they really just it's like they needed the solace right then and there. And that can be very human. It can be very understandable. Really, for those who are, you know, if you've been accused of being part of groupthink or, you know, you feel that you have been a part of a clique and somebody has not been agreeing with you and you both have been at odds, maybe take a look at the theory, retake a look at the theories that you're proposing or really retake a look at your thoughts and really start to question you know, here's where Sagittarius gets a little bit more healthy um, from the, the unhealthy situation of the shadow side. Start to question, why exactly are you thinking this is right and this is right tooth and nail, no questions asked? Could this be coming from a false sense of security? Could this be coming from, you know, you feel a lack of power in life? or you feel insecure, or you feel like things are just kind of chaotic. And listen, no judgment. Um, if you do feel these things, it's very human. And it's very prominent right now. Maybe it's a reaction to stress from for the holidays as well, too. And I think that's that's pretty much abounding all the way around. But to those of you who are really like starting to think like in a group or starting to find that there are discussions where it's like you're part of group think or you're part of a cliquish mentale, take a look at what's really instigating this and not only take a look at it, but um, here's where we're going to sh- get into like a little bit of Pluto territory, which also has an influence um, at this time. But uh really start to probe deeply and ask yourself what you can do to patch up. Like say that you're like with 9-11 with my peers, their insecurity, 
instead of just like kind of wielding the you're an American if you don't believe me. Um, instead, they could have just looked at, you know, we got a threat, you know, really nasty, traumatic threat on our national security at that time. And we never had that before. And, you know, um, especially for those who had relatives who lived near the, uh, the um, situation, you know, maybe taking that lack of security and maybe like calling their relatives and making sure that not only they're okay, but having a conversation. Um, for those who really just did not have relatives um, near that area, just maybe expressing the insecurity more, you know, I'm, I'm feeling insecure about this because, and then I would just say probe a little further to see how you could patch up. Like in this instance with nine 11, a lot of my peers could have probed a little bit more to find security without having to alienate others and without having to just blindly think in line with the prominent theories of that time. And I feel the same goes for right now. Um, really just kind of uh, probe in and see how you can patch up what might be ailing you. Um, you know, if it's a lack of security, especially what you can do in your own life to be secure. Or, you know, how you can help your friends, your immediate friends as to how to be secure, maybe looking to them for help a little bit um, and feeling more secure. If it's like the stress of the holidays, oh, I'm, I'm like I said, I'm really hearing you on that one with the stress of the holidays. That's a very, very human emotion. And, you know, with the stress of the holidays, how can you alleviate the burden for you? And maybe also just acknowledging that even though it's supposed to be a happy season, you know, that you're overwhelmed and it's okay to admit to these things. It's okay to admit to the shadow. I think what gets us more into danger is when we t turn a blind eye, we engage in toxic positivity or we engage in a theory that is supposed to, you know, cure all things. I don't think anything cures everything. I think it's just a matter of continuing to work with ourselves. I feel like where we get into danger is when we um, don't acknowledge the elephant in the room, when we ignore the elephant in the room and we ignore the problems and shove them under the rug. And in that regard, I, I just I just recommend bring that elephant out into the light and really investigate it. Take a look, you look at it carefully and really um, find those solutions possible for you so that you can heal. And then furthermore, also, you're not causing irreparable damage in relationships. If you also need help from somebody, there is no shame in asking stargazers. Really, there isn't, um, especially in this time. So please feel free if, if you need help from somebody reach out, ask for help, reach out to individuals. Um, even though a lot of people have seemed a little crabby at this time, it's amazing. Like when you actually say, you know what, I need help on this and that. Um, I could really pick your brain on A, B, C, and D, or I could really um, use your advice. A lot of people are very open. Um, it's only those who are kind of really nasty who aren't, but those who are, you know, they're those who remain really open and flattered 
and they're more than willing to help as well, too. And just note, you're not alone. Seriously, you're not alone. And, you know, it, it's it's okay. You know, what whatever you're feeling at this time, it's okay. Really, it is. Very much so. Um, the other, uh, this kind of goes into line with um, Mars conjunct the, the sun, but Jupiter is also squared Pluto at this time. And, you know, with Mars, kind of that ambition with Mars and kind of driving to see different viewpoints, and then also obviously kind of going into the group think that we were mentioning there. I think another aspect too is that um, with Jupiter squared Pluto, there's not only this unbelievable drive to succeed, but a lot of times it's um, leading to greed, compulsion, or just overt power mongering. And I've been seeing that a lot lately as well, where it's like my way or the highway sort of thinking. Um, Jupiter's really exacerbating uh, the the power drive with Pluto and it's, it's definitely been kicked into overdrive. I've been seeing that also in the workplace where it's, you know, you just, I've, I felt very undervalued in the workplace setting um, this last week alone. And uh, I think just, I think this has a little bit of, a, of an extra influence in here. Now, Jupiter squared Pluto, like Jupiter's in a close square to Pluto. Um, Jupiter's actually in Taurus. Pluto's kind of clo- getting close to Aquarius. And then we have Sagittarius here. So I would say, um, you know, Pluto's kind of favorite, you know, the, the Pluto influence of probing in about insecurities that are causing groupthink is very helpful. I think, though, with um, the situation, how it relates to Mars at this time is that it seems to be heightening the the power, the the, the omnipotence sort of stance that a lot of people who feel like they lack power tend to take. And this time, I would just say, is really a good time. You know, it's great to have ambitions. It's great to have goals. It's great to want to be, want to succeed. Um, you know, don't let it get to where it's, there's greed, obsession, compulsion, and, you know, kind of hold a higher moral standard. So you don't, you know, cut corners and get into trouble as well, too. Um, I think really, and I think Astrology King had mentioned becoming an agent of change. I also would just say the same influence as with, um, Mars conjunct the moon, which is also what is causing this need for power inside of you. And again, use that Pluto influence, I think, to really use the heightened influence of Pluto. You know, it's kind of like Jupiter is putting a magnifying glass up to Pluto, which is like, oh my goodness, it's as if the Pluto influence is not enough. But, uh, you know, putting up that magnifying glass, um, what is it exactly that is driving you to want to seek power? And, you know, become omnipotent almost. And again, um, the more that you probe, it's kind of like peeling back the onion, the more that I think you'll be able to find within yourself. And again, using that, that transformative aspect, I always just say, always with Pluto, try to use that transformative aspect. And that transformative aspect, I think, is to help you to heal from whatever is causing this. I think the power is hiding a lot of pain at this time. 
And I just think the more that you can heal from that pain, you know, acknowledge the pain and heal from it as much as you possibly can, I think the better and the more well-rounded and informed you are, plus uh, well-rounded and informed to how, of how to not power monger or how to not want to yield to like a baser nature with power mongering. I think would also result and be a good um, influence for this particular transit. So as mentioned earlier, uh, we are in retroshade when it comes to Mercury retrograde, and uh, which basically means that Mercury is just kind of staying still in the sign of Capricorn at this time. It just entered Capricorn as well. And what I just... What I'm just kind of seeing right now, you know, Mercury retrograde and Capricorn is kind of an interesting combination for sure. Um, we have the groundedness of Capricorn with the the flightiness and the, the you know, excuse the pun, but the mercurial nature of Mercury retrograde. So it's it's kind of like yielding a, a really interesting influence in and of itself. But what I've seen thus far with retroshade, since we're getting kind of a preview of what retrograde is going to bring is that, um, well, of course, the technology issues. Um, I, I don't know about you, Stargazers, but I've had to clear my cash. I've had to clear my cookies at work. I've had to um, reboot and start up my computer all over again. I think uh, actually this last week I had to shut my computer. You know, usually we're prone to just like restarting our computers. I had to literally shut down my computer because I knew that that would be like a kind of a backup system and cause the computer to start afresh and start anew and have a, a different, um, you know, different set of events. But uh, yeah, definitely. Um, I think especially what was kind of comical was especially the first day of Retroshade. It's like everybody in all departments had like an issue with some sort of like one issue was with the time clock. Another issue was with the program functioning. And it was just um, it's just been it's just been a wild fun ride with that one. Uh, but I think really on the relational front, one thing that I have seen is um, people are still instigating conflicts, even though we're in, like I said, that earthy sign of Capricorn. But I feel that when instigating the conflict, there's a lot more of, is this conflict really worth it? Or is the nastiness really worth it? A good example, you know, like say there's two people, one person's moving very like in, um, they're in the school zone and they're moving at this particular speed limit of the school zone. The other person's in a hurry. They don't care about the school zone and they're honking at the other person because they're going slow um, and then cutting in front of the other person and then giving them lewd gestures. Um, a lot of the time, what usually results, like say if that person snaps a picture um the other person i think is far more prone to thinking okay were the lewd gestures worth it okay was the honking worth it is it worth it to be reported to the police is it worth it to have photo evidence of me being a jackass basically is it really worth it to have the legal trouble is it really worth the hassle and i think going into retrograde season, there might be, there still might be a little nastiness from people, um, still might be a little bit, you know, like passive aggressive sort of verbalisms. 
so to speak, you know, kind of like the lewd gesturing and everything. But uh, I really think that the way that it can pass is, again, I think everyone's going to be far more prone to, you know, in the bigger scope of things. You know, Capricorns are prone to this as well. They, they, they're they really great looking at the wider picture and the bigger scope and the future scope of everything, you know, whether it's a business deal or whether it's a marriage or, you know, something that's going on with their family. Um, but I think really it's, it's kind of that, is this, is it really worth the hassle? And I think, um, within this retrograde season, I think re the, the re and retrograde is going to be, um, contained in rethinking about impulse and rethinking about doing things, um, that, you know, in another sign would be instantaneous. You know, like if we are Mercury at retrograde in Gemini, that person would be in, that person wouldn't care and they'd be instantaneously throwing f bombs and throwing dirty laundry out the window and throwing trash out the window and doing all sorts of other you know you know being just really verbally nasty without a without a blink of an eye but i think with capricorn it's going to be causing people to pause and kind of rethink about things maybe even re-strategize because i think strategy is really big with capricorn I also think too, um, in this time with Mercury retrograde in Capricorn, maybe, um, becoming more. So this is going to be a little bit at odds with the sun and Sagittarius. You know, and of course, Sagittarius Capricorn are like semi squared, but I think, um, you know, really being part of a, a, a you know, fidelity or having a long term relationship with somebody is going to be key and tantamount. Um, and it might not be with a love partner per se, you know, like if somebody's dating and they're just getting to know every individual, um, they might, you know, still keep the, the dating scene pretty casual, but they might like say become really devoted to maybe rebonding with their family or maybe they might rethink um, of, a, of the particular person in question um, that they want to keep a casual affair with and maybe rethink as to how to be, you know, be there for them and really be more in a fidelity sort of a relationship is what I'm kind of seeing. So a lot of like re-strategizing and rethinking is what I'm kind of seeing as themes. Now, I'm, I'm hoping that that's what, what's going on and not – something something else that's just really wicked and slam dunk and WWE sort of material. Unfortunately, when it comes to retrograde planets, it's hard to predict because they all have their own little energy when they go backwards in the sky, when they appear to go backwards in the sky. But speaking of Mercury, um, so there is there are two influences here, but... Mercury retrograde, or what's uh, going to become Mercury retrograde, will soon be squared um, it, it, Neptune, basically, or like close squared Neptune. And I've been particularly feeling this in the last week where I've been having a lot of trouble with focus and a lot of trouble with um, staying, you know, just like staying focused all the way around. My head is prone to daydreaming and wanting to be in the clouds um, being introduced to a um, Danish actor as well it didn't hurt either. You know, somebody who I'm kind of fascinated with. 
Um, that didn't hurt either, but, uh, I really think that this is a predominant theme with everybody where it's, you know, especially getting closer to the holidays, everyone doesn't want to think about the serious or the mundane, and they're having a little bit of trouble of getting those, those wheels turning, especially with Neptune involved with a retrograde planet. And one thing I can just recommend, though, and I've been doing this a lot um, lately, have a pen of paper or pa have a pad of paper and a pen handy um, so that if you are daydreaming or if you are, if you're prone to daydreaming, you're, you're having a little bit of a, a hard time of focusing, write down some of the things that you're thinking about and then explore, uh, you know, actually, so the next time that Mercury moves, um, it'll be in Aquarius. And by the time that moves to Aquarius, you might have some really good ideas that you can actually act on. Um, and, and also, too, during this time, it might be good to maybe get the ball, push the ball upward a little bit as well, too, when it comes to those ideas. But you have some concrete proof of what those things are um, when it comes to this particular transit. I've also um, played with, um, you know, I've been prone to daydreaming. Um, I've played with dance as well, too, not just five rhythms. I've actually um, tried just, um, you know, like maybe trying a slow dance, like uh, the tango, um, just alone. But like particularly while I'm very dreamy, um, just to kind of, you know, kind of get that energy moving um, physically. And that also has helped. So I think really um, the big push right now is in any way in which you could express the foggy headedness or the lack of focus in something really constructive, like in the arts um, or something really creative too, like in the arts as well too, I think the better off you'll be able to kind of, you know, digest the daydreams or kind of digest what's going on, that dreamy state and come to a more profound conclusion of what, what's next, you know, what, what can, how, how can you act and what can be next? The other um, influence that could be indulging in some of the dreaminess and the lack of focus as well too, could be that Venus is actually close opposite to Jupiter. Actually it's opposite Jupiter at this time. And um, according to Astrology King, that's usually indicative of indulging too much, having, you know, indulging in too much and having too much of a good time or partying that you do lack that focus. Um, and also saying that you might lower standards just to get some, you know, just to get like a little bit of action when it comes to relationships. Um, I say, um, again, when it comes to that lack of focus, uh, I've also tried the emotional intelligence model, which is try blocking out some of your tasks in 20 to 25 minute frames. So like, say you have like a big task ahead of you and you can't really afford to daydream or have your mind kind of float off in a different direction. Um, to, uh, you know, kind of just time out like 20 minutes on that, on the particular task at hand and then schedule about like a one to three minute break um, in between so that you can have that, you can kind of accommodate for the lack of focus and you can kind of use that one to three minutes to just kind of recharge and, you know, think of what you need to think of um, away from the project, but then come back to the project and again, try chipping away at it for like 20, 25 minutes. 
when I've tried this this week, actually my attention span started to grow, which was nice. Um, so that it was later and later. Um, actually, before I knew it, I didn't know what time it was, and it was it was break time before I knew it, which was which was very nice. But uh, really, it, it's I think it's like a it's a blend of both worlds. You kind of trick your brain into thinking that you're just going to do a little bit of work. And actually, you end up doing a lot more work than you anticipated. Um, and you get a lot more done. Plus, like I said, the attention span seems to grow incrementally as well, too. So um, I, I really recommend that during this time, um, especially with wanting to have the head in the clouds. Of course, having Sagittarius' Sagittarius influence in there doesn't always help. But I think this could be a good starting point of where you can kind of like just focus your mind or kind of have like a point of focus. And I think referencing time as a point of focus is a really, really good tool. Um, it's helped me through this week. And I um, have yet to see, you know, this last week that has passed. And I'm hoping that it might help to serve me um, in my time of grief with my dad passing. So, um, I, like I said, I, re I recommend it to you. Um, and I, I would love to hear, like, if you're, if you're trying it, love to hear how it's working for you as well, too. Again, Instagram me, um, I'm at Sandra.Mizek, um, uh, on Instagram, or you can also reach out to me at Mizek. Uh, so it's Mizek.Sandra at gmail.com. Again, Mizek is spelled M-I-S-E-K. So while we've covered some of the squares and the oppositions, there are a couple of nice transits in this time. Um, so the first one is actually Mercury's trine Jupiter. So again, uh, kind of like with Sagittarius um, or like the Sagittarian influence, a very expansive mindset and also wanting to try and learn new things and take in new perspectives. And also, I think this was another um, transit where I just said, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if dating multiple people um, and just being friendly with everybody would be the norm. Um, you know, I know that that sounds kind of contradictory to Mercury retrograde where that's going, but maybe being having fidelity might yield in different areas and uh, different relationships. Like you might be far more committed to your family at this time or far more committed to your friends at this time, or you might actually find someone while casually dating. Um, you just, you never, you never know. But with Mercury, Trine, Jupiter, I think that that's going to, you know, the, the, um, the potential is definitely going to shift when it comes to relationships. And then I also mentioned too sharing new perspectives and information with one another since that, um, you know, basically your viewpoints are being really well broadened as well. Um, Astrology King mentioned research, study, socializing are very much favored this time. And, and again, the interests very much like with Sagittarius and the ninth house, um, interests in language, religion, and law um, are really very keen um, at this time as well. Uh, Mercury is also close sextile to Venus. Um, Mercury, so Venus is actually 20, we're kind of uh, having a special time with Venus right now. It's 29 degrees Libra. It's going to go into Scorpio um, here um, pretty soon. And Venus and Scorpio can be a very intriguing combination. Um, basically, uh, relationships will take on a very, very deep, intense meaning. Um, and we'll shift from being, you know, lighthearted and fun and being, um, you know, very 
prone to fairness to actually, you know, sharing your soul's purpose and sharing your soul's deepest, darkest truths to one another. Um, so it's definitely a very interesting aspect and an interesting transit that will be coming at this time. But what I see with Mercury um, coming into retrograde and close sextile with Venus is that um, everyone is also has that potential to be very charismatic. There's a lot of friendly community. There can be a lot of friendly communication. So when we get away from the power urges, the group think uh, from Mars and Pluto um, at this time, there is a lot of potential for friendly communication, um, warm, loving language. If you're, if you're like me with the five love languages and words of affirmation are your love language, you're really definitely going to thrive in this time because a lot of people can be very friendly and share lately too. For me, um, I know my love language is love, love, or I know my love language is that of, um, words of affirmation in the regard that, um, the more that somebody just expresses how much they care especially in words, the more that it hits and means more to me than something that's like gift giving, you know, like you can throw a bunch of flowers at me. Doesn't really, it, it would really appeal to my mom who has that, who has the, the gift giving as a love language. But for me, I, I just feel like if you really, you know, like I said, you say something that comes really deeply from the heart or you something that you really relate to personally that really reverberates with me very much. And for those of you who have the same love language, um, this will definitely be a time and of where that'll reverberate. And like I said, I think everyone has the potential to be friendly and to bring some joy and some light via their words this season and how they use their words this season. So despite Mercury retrograde, I just encourage you use those words wisely. And, you know, you, um, I mean, instead of looking to inflict harm onto somebody, maybe try to see how someone might need your help this season, how for some it might be a very dark season, um, you know, and how for some it might just be a dark time and you could really bring that light to them and really share that and let that let that shine, you know, let your personality shine in, in that way as well, too. Um, so the other aspect as well is Venus is also close trying to Saturn. Again, Venus being 29 degrees, Saturn um, being, uh, you know, so 29 degrees Libra, Saturn being one degree uh, Pisces. They're kind of on a cusping um, situation. But what I see is long-lasting relationships are definitely forming. So again, I know contradiction to what I had said earlier with uh, the Sagittarius season, but I think you know, you know, long-lasting uh, relationships. I don't think it doesn't have to be, you know, somebody dating for years on end or somebody planning their life with somebody that they've just met. I think really um, relationships could take the form of a friendliness. And, um, you know, having some long, friendly, platonic relationships forming just as much as those that are very loving um, forming at this time, which is extremely, extremely hopeful. Also, more people are um, interested in just being closer um, in longer lasting relationships, even if it's just a friendly platonic relationship as well. That's absolutely fine. 
you know, to be in a relationship doesn't necessarily have to mean that you're in this long drawn out um, marriage or long drawn out relationship. Sometimes it could just be, you know, you're meeting somebody interesting. You want to get to know them a little bit better and you are keeping it friendly. And it's really, um, Saturn's really favoring, you know, Venus and Saturn right now are really favoring this. Um, there's going to be whatever the, the relationship happens to be, there's going to be some, you know, commitment, um, coming to the fore and really, um, having some fidelity involved as well, you know, and a fidelity definitely being a high. And, uh, I think astrology King had added, you should not be overly shy with affection, um, affection is definitely, it's probably a very concrete knowing Saturn, but very abounding at this time as well. The last aspect, but definitely not least, is that of Jupiter squared Pluto, or no, sorry, not Jupiter squared Pluto, it's Uranus trined Pluto. <laughs> definitely Pluto influence, but in a nicer vein. And um, I had to look up to Astrology King with this one because this one was kind of flummoxing me a little bit. But uh, gradual, deep evolutionary change is what this usually means. Nothing can keep you down. You're more free-spirited and more of a reformer than usual. And I think in a relationship, being more of the, the free-spirited, being more of a reformer, you know how to um, maybe, again, how to bring more peace into the season as opposed to bringing discord, I think, is one um, one way I think reforming is happening. And also just uh, really waking up to profound, nice truths, you know, instead of the truths that are like the icky underbelly of life, you know, maybe the the nicer truths that help everybody to um, become, to, to evolve as opposed to revolve around specific issues. So um, overall, I think um, definitely a very hopeful time. And uh, definitely a time for a great amount of love, a great amount of affection, and hopefully a great amount of, um, you know, just a great amount of care, compassion and care. Um, despite Mercury retrograde, I mean, hey, you know, retrograde planets come and go, right? Um, you know, despite Mercury retrograde, I think, you know, definitely a very compassionate time of the year. Sagittarians, I hope you are enjoying um, very much so, and I hope that you are having a wonderful, lovely season during your birthday. Also, Stargazers, I hope that the holiday season is bringing you lots of love, lots of light, and lots of joy at this time of the year. Uh, one thing, I don't usually make holiday requests, but um, I'm going to do away with tradition this year. I, I usually like to give during the holidays. I normally don't always, I'm always kind of shy about receiving. But uh, this season, from the bottom of my heart, Stargazers, one thing I ask for, whether you do it just for, whether you do it for me, whether you do this on your own, please, please, please really appreciate those who love you, who are still alive and who are still around and very active and very proud to be in your life. Please reach out to loved ones during the season. Please really show them that you love them and please really try to love them in the moments that you have 
because those moments are very far few and between. It is true what they say life does turn on a dime. What happened with my father was very sudden. It was a shock. I thought he was getting better. He was sick. Um, for a little while, I thought he was getting better. And like I said, everything just turned on a dime all of a sudden. It was a very sudden situation. But really, love those around you. Really, you know, whether they're getting on your nerves right now, whether they're not, make sure that you pull your mom, your dad, your brothers, your sisters, everyone who loves you and who cares about you, everyone who is family, especially, give them a nice, special hug. You know, express how much you love them and really, really start appreciating them um, in this lifetime. And like I said, if you just want to do that for me, great. If you if you can do that in general, I think that would be really, really wonderful. And stargazers, you know, aside from me, I really just hope that you guys are safe, that you're well. And between now and next time. I will speak with you then.